Hello, Guitar Smarts listeners. This is an important announcement. Please don't skip ahead. We start this podcast with a special message. Way back in 2021, Guitar Smarts had the pleasure of interviewing the utterly fantastic Matt Long. Matt is a multiple award-winning British blues guitarist and lead singer of the British blues band Catfish and hard rock outfit The Revenant Ones. He joined us for episode number 20 and was a truly gracious guest who spoke about his career, his childhood, guitars and meetings his hero, Joe Bonamassa. Well, Matt needs your help. Through 2023, Matt has been undergoing treatment for bowel cancer, and his recent prognosis has meant that to extend his life and retain a chance of survival, he needs to seek private treatment outside of the NHS. Matt's family have set up a GoFundMe page that is linked in the Guitar Smarts link tree in the description of this podcast. And we at the Guitar Smarts podcast would like to invite each and every listener to consider donating towards this fund that could well save the life of one of the brightest guitar talents of our generation. Now is the time, folks. Head on over to the link in the description to find the GoFundMe page. Donate what you can. Your donation could save a life. Thank you. Enjoy the podcast. Oh, just to, just to clarify, by the way, my band is not entirely made of Steve's. Just, it, 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 just <laughs> I just want to make it clear that that wasn't something I forgot to put in the agenda. Okay, <laughs> maybe that's a future podcast. <laughs> band of Steve's. Hey, greetings, listeners. Thanks for joining us again on another Guitar Smarts podcast. This week, Kieran and I have challenged ourselves to another one of our little hypothetical situations. We're talking about who the best covers band would be. If you had your pick of any musician, session musician, rock star, anybody in history, who would you have? Anyway, this was a really good fun, uh, fun little conversation that we had. Come and join us on our social media pages. If you like what you hear, we're on facebook.com forward slash guitar smarts and we're on Instagram at guitar underscore smarts. Come and give us a like, say hello, send us some messages, give us some ideas for podcasts in the future. Uh, We'd love to hear from you and we'd love to interact with our listeners. Let's get on with the show. So before before we get on to the agenda for today, have you have you have you done it? Have you figured out your perfect covers? Have I done like, my homework? Oh yeah. yes, my friend, I've done my homework. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, I've done my homework. Have you? Have you? Oh yeah. I'll oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. This was hard. This is this is hard. But anyway, we'll we'll get on to that in a second. I want to follow up on a few things from last week. So we last week we were talking about practicing and setting ourselves some goals and things like that. And, and um and what how have you got on this last week? I've got on really well. Do you know what I, do you know what? I've been on a bit of um a an emotional roller coaster this week, right? I was I was super, super hyped up after our last call when we when we talked about um our uh, practice and um kind of just just setting goals and and all of the things that you know we should really do when we're trying to figure out how to get better at the guitar right and for me it's been you know it's been a a kind of strange journey this week of going back and revisiting some of the basics that I learned years ago in terms of guitar theory but relearning it now with a viewpoint of not just stopping when I got to mastery of the pentatonic scales and kind of, uh, you know, a rudimentary knowledge around the fretboard. It's really going back to basics and trying to teach myself everything again, but now with a, a longer term view to really 
understand it so that I can build on it further. So it's, it's been a week of unlearning stuff to relearn it. And at, at points it's been frustrating it, only in terms of I've wanted to skip ahead and I've wanted to go, no, I know this, I know this bit, I know this bit. But I've had to force myself to, to not do that. And I've gone, no, consolidate that again. Really go back and understand it so that you can build on it with the next bit of guitar theory. And the frustrating bit is, is that I, I always try to, to kind of run before I can walk. And this week has been about just having a word with myself to say, no, you know, you've got time now, you've got support. And you've got uh, this book that I've bought, honestly, mate, uh, Guitar Theory for Dummies. I'm only like three chapters into it. But what I would say is it's a really well-written book. And I think the, I think the title is a bit misleading. It's not, it's not Guitar Theory for Dummies. Um, you definitely need to have been playing for a few years, I think, to, to, to really make the most out of this book. And I've been playing for decades. And it's 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 clicking for me now because, you know, I've I've got a good knowledge of the guitar and I can play, but now I'm trying to really understand what it is I'm doing. So, so it's been a good book. So the chat last week really helped get my head in gear and, um, you know, you've been really supportive during the week as well, going, look, how you, how are you getting on with this? And you've been giving me little tips around, you know, just really make sure you focus on this bit before you move on to this bit. And a few of my mates as well, who I've told that I've been doing this, they've said, right, make sure you start with this first before you move on to this and move on to this. So it's, 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 it's been, a, it's been a good week and I, and it feels to me like I'm at the start of something exciting again. And that feeling that we described of, you know, um, feeling little, you know, light bulb moments. I'm starting to get that again um, with guitar theory, which I never thought those two those two things would go hand in hand. You know, excitement, light bulb moments, and and guitar theory. But um, yeah, so it's been a good week. It's been a That's good week. Awesome. That's awesome. And I, it's been a good week for me too, because I've kind of reapproached practicing. Um, and like I, like I said last week, I've, I've kind of gone back to the way I used to practice when I was learning, which is trying to just, rather than kind of look for material and, and things to study in terms of what's, what's, in, what's this information that I need to bring in. I feel like I've, I've, probably saturated that a bit too much and what I enjoyed when I was growing up as a teenager learning guitar was listening to something that moved me whether that was a solo or a song or a chord sequence whatever it was and just trying to learn it as it is and and I've done that this week so I've been trying to learn one of the things I've always wanted to learn is the outro solo to Rosanna and I've kind of half done that now so um that that was been that's been really rewarding because I just felt I just couldn't stop playing it there was one evening where I, I figured it out and I must have spent an hour in here with the headphones on with my little you know boss desktop thing just playing what is 30 30 second half of a guitar solo over and over and over um and I just couldn't believe I finally done it I just I, and, and that's what I missed for years so much is just those little little bursts of achievement where you go I'm right I'm going to do this I'm going to do this now I'm going to really take my time to get it right and and then when you do it you just feel so great so yeah it's been a good week for me too and interestingly if you remember back to like the first podcast we did number one or two one of the things that I was going on about was my strat and the horrendous condition it was in it was completely unplayable and since then I kind of I changed the strings and thankfully with your help I'd made some adjustments to the truss rod and to the saddles um but I'd noticed this week that um one of the saddles the first string saddle just seems to 
drop itself. It's, the grub screws on the saddle itself just seem to give way and it's, it's going low again and then it's buzzing out on bends. And I just came to the conclusion this week that actually I just really need to follow your advice that you gave out on the podcast recently, which was, I think, episode six and seven, um, talking about things that we should be able to do to maintain our guitars. And I had I had this horrendous moment of guilt of I've been playing guitar for 25 years. Part of that I, arguably has been semi-pro. I, You know, I took three years out of my life to study full-time music performance. And yet I'm here I am down the road and I barely have any tools dedicated to maintaining my guitars. I barely have the things that we've said <laughs> that we should have. So this week I've invested a bit of money into getting getting that kit and then I've started stripping down the strat and giving it a polish today. And I'm really looking forward to this new bridge turning. So I ordered that new tremolo system after checking that it that it will fit fine. And once that turns up I'm I'm away and I'm gonna I'm just hoping that I can I mean I'm sure it will be fine, but I'm really looking forward to getting stuck into treating it to a proper clean update refresh and setup and everything and I and I know it's just going to feel like playing a new guitar. I'm so delighted mate. I'm so delighted for you. What <laughs> one because you know I've I I've I'm getting something out of uh, the the conversations and things that we're having, right? It's prompted me um to kind of learn from you and the discipline that you've had in terms of, you know, studying music and guitar theory and, you know, uh, trying to, you know, discipline myself to do more of that. And I'm pleased in, in, in the other way that you're getting something from our conversations as well on the guitar tech side of stuff, which is where I've devoted a lot of my time and energy to learning things. So I'm, I'm really pleased, mate, that we're helping, helping each other out in this way. It's, it's, it's really good. We should do a podcast. Maybe, maybe people could benefit from this combined wisdom that we've accrued. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Somebody might listen. Oh, Somebody dear. might listen. Actually, is, we should it... say that um, in, on, on that note, I'm actually delighted, mate, at the number of listeners that we're getting globally i think we're, we've got we're in over like 10 different countries across the world now um so a really great following in the uk and us as well as a whole host of other countries which is incredible um really grateful for that so if you if you are one of those people that's out there listening to us regularly now um thank you so much we really appreciate the yes, support it's it's, it's it's um it's it's brilliant to watch these numbers going up and up and up every week it's fantastic absolutely i couldn't agree more i'm so grateful for anyone that's listening to us um, you know, ramble on each week about, you know, what's interesting us and what we're enjoying. And, 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 you know, if you are listening and you're a guitarist, you've probably got guitarist mates, tell your guitarist mates about us as well. You know, tell them to listen to us, help us grow. And thanks. Thanks for listening. Shall we move on to our agenda for the week? This is another great challenge. And, and I love <laughs> the way that you kind of, um, kind of drop these on me during the course of the week. Like it just comes as a fairly innocuous text or, or message. And then, and then I read it and I go, Oh, that's a thinker. <laughs> that's that's, that's going to keep me awake at night. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why these things come to me. I don't know why I seem to think of these things as like challenges almost. I mean, it, for me, it's just kind of like, um, it's like a hypothetical, it's the kind of conversation I'd have after buying a beer, sitting down at the table and saying, Here's a question for you, you know, and this is the question, and this is one of those conversations you'd have and a thinker while you're down the pub. So it's it's the perfect covers band, okay? So this is the challenge, okay? Uh, this came from me, um, th- this is partly come because I've been on a bit of a um, Steve Lukather Toto trip recently, right? And I was just thinking that these, you know, that band Toto, 
Um, which is a terrible band name to say if you're a northerner like me, right? <laughs> okay, Toto. But anyway, that that band was just a, a band of just the best session musicians of, of the 70s and 80s, right? You know, the Picaros, Steve Lukather, David Page. Those guys were just incredible musicians. And it just got me thinking, who would you choose if you could put a band together of amazing musicians? Who would you choose? <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Thanks, everyone. Speak to you next week. <laughs> That was the end of the challenge. It was quite quick. Um, exactly. You also put you also put something in the um, in the challenge to me as well, uh, which which uh, proved to be quite interesting later on when I started to think about who I was going to pick. Didn't you also mention in there that you know some of these bands like Toto or like let's say for example Clapton's kind of uh, touring lineup was a little bit kind of off off bounds really and not in the not in the spirit of this challenge per se because he that that's kind of the the best covers band ready to go isn't it in in, ter- in terms of like Nathan East and Gad and all of that all ready to go they're just like well that's the tightest covers band you're ever going to get yeah you, you can't just say well I want this person's band yeah you you, yeah. you got to take yeah. your pick from from musicians right that you've, you've liked exactly but but this is a, this is a, and i always like to put like some kind of high, hypothetical situation or it's not just a question <laughs> you know so it's and it's and it's to put context to it right it's not just for fun it's it's for context okay so it's a covers band and it's you know you've got a local wedding to, to do a music performance for you've got to put a band together for it you can choose anyone they're going to say yes because you know they owe you a favor <laughs> of course. <laughs> Who do you call? And and this is this is the kind of um, setup. The band it needs to be a front man or a woman. Um, you you're going to be the guitarist, and you need to get a second guitarist. And whether you're the lead or the rhythm doesn't matter, right? Bassist, a keys player, and a drummer. Okay, so it's a standard six piece kind of wedding band or five piece depends. Maybe you want the front person to also be your other guitarist, whatever you want. But that that's what you got to do. You got to think about all your favorite players, all your all the people you admire the most. Who would you want? Who've you know? Who, who would you want to be in this in this perfect? covers band that's that's the rub and that was that was the brief he sent that was the brief right yeah so how did how what were your initial thoughts because because i've got a list of kind of honorable mentions you know people that i thought you know floated to the you know to the top of the list for me in each of those positions and i've got a list of the actual choices yeah, same, mate. Same. So I've, um, I've, 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 I've gone with a, a six-piece lineup of exactly as you suggested, because I think that's a really nice mix for a, for a wedding covers band in terms of drums, two guitarists, keys player, etc. Right. Yeah. So I think so. So I've, I've gone with that. I'll tell you the first thing that I did when I read that is I, I made an assumption, which is like, because this isn't this isn't just the fantasy band of all times, right? I made an assumption that these people have to be alive and, and able to, to, to come to the gig now, right? So, actually, it's a good. I'm going through my list, and uh, yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a couple of dead people there. You're right. <laughs> See, this not, is the, not this in is the, the actual. Ma- and, oh no, actually, yeah, no, there is a dead person in my band. <laughs> You're right. Now, this okay. is the, this is the key assumption, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you why it's important to me because I actually yeah. really struggled. I actually really struggled with one particular position in the band. Yeah. Um, in terms of all, all of the people that I like are dead. So that's going to pose a bit of a problem <laughs> when I make those. Well, phone you definitely calls. don't want. There's, there's a whole lot of exhuming you'd have to do, you know, just to get them to the gig. You don't want to do you that. You know, 
no, we don't. And we can't, I can't assume that anyone's been embalmed to a significant state or had their head cryogenically frozen a la Walt Disney that the technology now exists to reanimate them. So, so oh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, right, let's make sure that they're alive. Cause I think that makes this a little bit more, uh, challenging. Okay. Good. Right. So, so you can mention your, your honorable dead folk if you like, but, but you, but you can't have them in fact. Brilliant. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you scribbling stuff off now. Like, he's gone. She's gone. What else can I say about this? Okay, so let me tell you, right, there were some positions that came straight to mind, which I was like, okay, definitely, I, I would want them in the band. Then I also thought about things like, hold on a minute, is this, am I, you know, I, I'm putting together a covers band here, right? So I've got to think about if this is going to form a cohesive mix of musicians that are going to complement each other. I, I, as you can tell, I took yeah. this way too, way no, too seriously. I had exactly the same thing. And I was like, is this going to work, you know, for some people? And actually, that's that, that's quite questionable in my, my choices. I'm like, I don't know if this would work, but I can't, I'm going to go with it, so... So, so this yeah. is the thing, right? Because we could all like um, reel off a list of other guitarists or bass players or whoever, right? Who are you know virtuosos in their in their given field, right? <clears throat> um, but then it comes to the point of well, you know, for that particular genre, sure. But now we're get, asking them to get up in front of you know three three to four hundred uh, people at a wedding and potentially play. Uh, a seventies disco medley, you know, are they? I mean, I'm sure they would be able to do that, right? They're, they're virtuosos, but I've tried to pick a, a cohesive mix. So, so I did that, and I went through my list, and I picked all of those people. And then uh, the other thing is, uh, then I cheated, mate. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I called. I, I called a friend. I phoned a friend. <laughs> So I didn't say it wasn't allowed. I can I can let that pass. Judge rules. You did because I, I was I was bored while I was doing some work calls. So I thought I, I wonder I wonder what I wonder what the other guys think of this. So so I have and I told them I'd give them an honourable mention. So I have to now. Um, I have a bunch of musician mates who who I love dearly, uh, and we have a we have a little uh, group called the uh, Meat Rum and Music. Uh, club the MRM right um, because you know that's the, the holy trinity in life really isn't it uh, so anyway I pinged out this challenge to them and it was brilliant because it one it validated loads of my choices that I'd already, I'd already made because I was getting the same names coming back and uh, these guys these guys are uber musicians right so their their opinion is is, is solid and uh, but also it chucked in a few things that I hadn't thought of and I'd forgotten about a few people so yeah that's how I approached it. Amazing. So yours is designed by committee, basically. <laughs> That's what you're saying. I, yeah. I can see the disappointment in your face. You're like, you cheated. You've actually cheated. Yeah, like, basically. Damn, he has friends. Base. That's where he beats me. I tell you what, there was at least an 80% overlap between my choices and theirs. And but I'll tell you, I'll tell you where 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 the committee kind of roared on this one. And I went, oh, okay. actually, you know what? That's a that's a solid call. And I'll tell you which ones I, I, I pick myself. Okay. So tell you what, this is what I'm going to say we'll do. We'll go through it by, we'll go roll by roll. Okay. So yes. we'll start with yes. a position and we'll talk about our choices. Let's start with the drummer. Okay. Drummer at the back. Um, and I'll go first. I'll tell you who my honourable mentions are. And, and, I, and, and again, there's a dead person in here. So it would be a terrible <laughs> drummer now, but at the best, you know, during their peak. Now, don't forget, I, I preface this by saying, 
I was, this came from listening to Steve Lukather and Toto. So Jeff Beccaro is on this list yeah. as an honorable uh, mention. Yeah. The drummer, okay. just because ridiculous, absolutely unbelievable. Stuart Copeland from yes. the police. Yes. Um, and my other honorable mention was Steve Jordan. Yes. Just, you know, amazing, <laughs> amazing drummer. And, and actually, um, I found it really hard to, to choose who was going to be in the number one spot. But actually, I think the reason I chose the person who's in the band is because that's probably the drummer I've seen the most live um, and who I think I've enjoyed the most um, because he's been Clapton's drummer for some time. It's Steve Gadd. Steve Gadd is who I would yeah. put in the band. Yeah. And historically, he's been so many people's drummer you know, people, he's probably played on the original recordings for half the songs that would probably end up being in the set, you know, for the covers band. You know, he's been playing for James Taylor, Simon and Garfunkel, so many people, brilliant funk drummer, brilliant rock drummer, blues drummer. Um, so that's my, that, those are my honourable mentions for drums. Steve Jordan, Stuart Copeland, Jeff Piccaro, but I would go for Steve Gadd. So sorry to interrupt this super interesting conversation. However, if you've made it this far, you should probably subscribe to the Guitar Smarts podcast. You can do that in your favourite podcast app. Go and do that now and then come back to the show. Let's get back to it. I think that's a great choice. See, now I think you've cheated there because you've clearly picked a Clapton drummer from his kind of touring lineup. Which, yeah, but he which wasn't the drummer out. during the Unplugged album, which is what which is no, my thought at the true. time. That's true. That's true. He wasn't. That's true. But to, to be fair, mate, what a, what a, what, a, what a great list. <clears throat> Do you know what I like about this this challenge as well? But before I tell you my drummers, is I, I'm a guitarist first and foremost, right? Which which means uh, this list. It, it's easy to compile in terms of guitarists for me, but it kind of forced me to think about those drummers and those bassists and, 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 um, you know, keys players that I really like listening to and then kind of think, okay, would they work in a band? And I think the thing that is good for people to do if they're listening to this, right, is go and check out some of these names, go and go in, uh, onto Spotify or indeed go onto Wikipedia, right? If some of these names are unfamiliar to you, that we're mentioning, go onto Wikipedia and then click on their, their kind of discography or like um, back catalogue of stuff that they've played on. And you will, you will know these, these uh, artists based on some of the records, even if you don't recognise the names that we're mentioning, because these, these are incredible, incredible artists. And then, you know, check them out on Spotify and things. And, and then it will improve your kind of musical ear and sensibility uh, just beyond listening to guitarists because then you'll start to get a feel of you know what these other um instrumentalists add to the sound of a of a mix and to a band that and, and how that works with the guitarist if you're if you're a, if you're particularly like i was for many years just focused on listening and pulling out the guitar in a, in a, in a mix um you know this this is a really useful kind of uh conversation maybe for people to go and find new musicians and new music that they haven't heard of um, because we're coming at this almost from a guitarist point of view but uh, about what um uh, the uh, we kind of love about these instrumentalists because if we were to speak to a drummer for example and ask them this question they might come up with a completely different set of names right because they're looking at it very much from a drummer's perspective or you go and speak to a bass player and go right tell me who you would put in the ultimate covers band as a bass player and you know they're going to be names that are very different i think to to the ones we chose anyway that was a that was a, That's a really good point really good point 
a slight tangent. So, okay, mate. Well, so my, uh, uh, my, the first drummer that I thought of, uh, and you'll appreciate this was Simon Phillips because of the whole Toto piece. Of course. So, so Simon (laughs) Phillips, um, has been touring and playing with Toto for, for decades. And he, uh, as a drummer, I mean, people will have heard his playing, even if they don't recognize the name. And if you don't recognize the name, it's, it's, it's no big issue. I mean, you probably won't even know his name unless you're a Toto fan, but as a session drummer, he is just, I mean, he's played with, with, with everybody. Right. Um, but his the sound of his kit and that that kind of sound that he has, particularly from his toms, is just it's just the Simon Phillips sound, and it is just mind blowing, and it's incredible for me to to listen to. So, I mean, technically amazing, and um, just an incredible tour de force on the kit, and yeah, and he's an honourable mention, <laughs> and he's an honourable mention. Well, uh, so uh, the other honourable mention again. So this actually came from the drummer on our uh, kind of committee group that I reached out to, right? And I, I must say again, this is another one that kind of falls into the Simon Phillips type category um, in terms of you will have heard his drumming and it's incredible, but you may not know him as an individual unless you know you're. you're super into your your music or you're really into your your drummers and things um and and that's a guy called Vinny uh Kola Uta I hope I've pronounced that right uh and again just incredible drummer with with decades of playing behind him um played a lot sting. with uh sting exactly mm-hmm. exactly yeah, uh, I mean, I, I got to say, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Probably my favourite drumming track of all time is Seven Days" by Sting. Uh, it just that it's in that five-four, that odd meter in five beats yeah. per bar, and he's playing yeah. this amazing um, kind of juxtaposed rhythm on the hi hats and on the and on the and on the um, ride cymbal. Uh, it's just one of my favourite songs to listen to, purely just to listen to the drumming. And I, that I for me is that, and that's Vinny Caliuta, you know, who you said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, unbelievable. Uh, yeah, exactly. My, one of my favorites, uh, Sting. <laughs> Another honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Just, these are honorable mentions, yeah. right? Uh, so, yeah, if you haven't heard of Vinny Caliuta, uh, please ch- check him out. Just sensational, sensational player. We're just like ste- steeped in, in like decades of playing with some of the most amazing musicians. But yeah, that's a really good access track for, for people who haven't, uh, because he played on Ten Summoners Tales and, and Mercury Falling, and brand, he played on Brand New Day as well, which is just in, in, incredible, incredible. Um, Ten, Ten Summoners Tales is a, that's a Desert Island album for me, isn't it? Easy, isn't it? Just yeah, brilliant. Yeah, superb, superb drum. Awesome. Uh, so, but my my choice uh, mm-hmm. was Steve Jordan. Really fantastic! Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, did you choose Steve Jordan? As Steve your Jordan final was one? No, my Gads, no. Steve Gad was my Gads. primary one. Steve Jordan was probably yeah. the closest number two on my list, mainly because he wasn't dead, and also <laughs> Stuart Copeland. I thought Stuart Copeland was one of my other favourite drummers, but I kind of thought, is he covers band material, or would he just kind of go a little bit mad all the time? 
you know, yeah. So yeah, yes. Steve Jordan, tell tell us about Steve Jordan. Well, uh, obviously for us, uh, for you and I, Matt, uh, Steve Jordan is he's part of the John Mayer trio, right? So we're huge John Mayer fans, and uh, again, that's how I got into Steve Jordan as a drummer was kind of just watching his energy and kind of ferocity behind the kit but also it's nuanced playing as well but the 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 way in which that john mayer trio of uh john mayer steve jordan pino paladino creates that incredible uh kind of sound with just the three of them um is is because they are there there is no weak link in that trio they are just every member is just superb and so it got me into his playing and watching him play and the energy that he plays with but then when you start to dig in again like to um who he is and who he's played for this is this is a session musician who has just been on everybody's kind of uh list over the years you know bb king springsteen uh, he's done some stuff with Stones. He's, I mean, the list just goes on and on of of, of people that Steve Jordan's played with. And, uh, you know, you think actually uh, in terms of versatility as well, he's done a lot of pop stuff and crossover stuff out. So he, if I was going to put somebody into a covers band and be able to throw pop music, blues music, rock music at them as a drummer and just know he's going to just handle it. I mean, all of those guys on our list would have, obviously, but but I'd love to play with Steve Jordan. That's a superb choice. Superb choice. Uh, well designed by the committee. I must I mean, please give my <laughs> my commendations back to the guys in the Meat Roman Music <laughs> Committee. <laughs> Well, I, I did get threatened to be lynched if I didn't mention uh, Vinny uh, Kalaita. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. That is, and uh, I, I never thought of Vinny, I must say, and I and I'm, I feel a little bit disappointed in myself. Well, do you know what, mate? I, I I didn't either. Steve Steve Jordan and Simon Phillips, bang, top top of my list straight away. Obviously, Gad as well. Um, and then I keep getting reminded uh, Vinny is the best drummer in the world. So you know, there, there you go. Right, let's move on to keys. Tell me who you've got. I struggled with this one, but... I did um, as well, mate. I, I, I did as well. Uh, you know, again, this is one where if we'd have, if I'd have spoken to a, a keys player, they would have given me like so much inspiration. And, and But I, again, from a guitarist point of view, there was two players. Well, there was one player, in fact, that who I've seen live a few times that just jumped out at me. And I just thought they would be brilliant. So uh, I've actually gone for, for well, is he a keys player? Is he a piano player? I've picked Jules Holland as my choice. Excellent uh, for, choice. For a covers band, right? Because yeah. he just brings a sense of fun and energy and uh, a kind of R&B groove to everything that he plays. Uh, and I thought, you know what, that, I think for a good time <laughs> wedding band covers <laughs> how insulting to Jules Holland to, to kind of pick him to, to play in a to play in our half-baked wedding covers band I, I, I mean him no no ill will well uh, I don't know who else he's playing with so you know maybe yeah, who I, in... and he's not dead he's not dead <laughs> no he's not dead that is vital in this yeah so I think he's I think he's a brilliant a brilliant musician and um I love the way he leads a band as well, uh, and, and and I love the sense of fun that he brings, and I, and I think that would be great. I mean, honourable mentions from me, 
you know, you got the likes of Stevie Wonder, uh, you know, we, but I, I, you know, that would just be, that, that'd be, that'd be strange to have Stevie Wonder just playing keys in your, in your covers band, wouldn't it? it yeah. That'd be too surreal. Couldn't do it. I wouldn't be able to play my own instrument. Yeah. I just need to make some quick changes. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you forget about Did you forget about Stevie Wonder? No, no, I didn't. He is my my keys player. He's my choice, Stevie Wonder. <laughs> Genuinely, is it? I, is I, it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I chose Stevie Wonder. Well, he's he's not just a great piano player, but obviously, you know, he's played you know, played brilliant, brilliant at any keys. You know, I sound like such an amateur talking about it not being a keyboard player you know he's just brilliant <laughs> yeah. stylistically i guess is what i'm saying you know you know some pianists i think you know if you think of people like billy joel who's like actually one of my kind of honorable mentions a fantastic piano player but i'm not sure he could play like a funk clav kind of thing like stevie wonder could you know superstition and stuff like that so genuinely although, although it's stevie wonder you know i think he's a just he'd just be an amazing keys player to have of in a covers band playing all kinds of different things but, <laughs> and i had a couple of, of honorable mentions was, was steve Picaro, obviously again another toto legend christine mcvee from fleetwood mac i think is fantastic oh, yeah. keys player i thought and billy joel so those are yes. my honorable mentions <clears throat> um, yeah, um, I had Billy Joel as well on on honorable mentions, and I had Stevie Wonder. Right? And the, again, because I took this 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 uh, challenge far too seriously. Like, not only did there have to be a cohesive mix and be kind of able to transcend different genres uh, and be amazing, um, I kind of also netted oh, and alive. Let's not forget alive. Uh, I also netted <laughs> out that it needed to be someone who, of course, I thought was an incredible musician, but that wouldn't completely paralyse me with fear and anxiety. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all of these would, to be honest. But honestly, if there was Stevie Wonder on keys, I would just be in so much awe and kind of like reverence to his genius that I just wouldn't be able to to, to play my own instrument. I'd just be fixated by He's how just be listening to Stevie. He's just he's just amazing. Absolutely. So we got we got a couple of good bands brewing here now. You've got uh, yeah. you've got Steve Jordan on drums. Yeah. And um, who did you say on keys? Uh, on keys, I've gone I've gone for Jules Holland. Oh yeah, that was it. Yeah. So you've got Steve Jordan and Jules Holland. I've got Steve Gadd and Stevie Wonder. I just uh, just <laughs> to clarify, by the way, my band is not entirely made of Steves. Just it, 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 <laughs> just. <laughs> I just want to make it clear that that wasn't something I forgot to put in the agenda. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that's a future podcast. <laughs> band of Steve's. If you can have a band of Steve's. Have you, <laughs> you got know, Stevie Nicks? Actually, yes, she's one of my honourable mentions at the front. Stevie Nicks. Did you, put, did, you, did, you just, did you just build Toto and put Steve Lukather on rhythm guitar? In fact, you, you, you suspiciously said, I've been listening to a lot of Toto at the beginning of this, which makes yeah. me think you've just, you've just, Kind of depth into Toto for the for this exercise. I still I, I still am you know just deep in Toto as well at the moment, but but it's not entirely Toto. Don't get me wrong. Um, anyway, let's move on to Bess. I'll talk through who my I've actually got four honourable mentions. Um, <clears throat> so my top honourable mention is Nathan East. Okay, because. Well, not just because he was Clapton's bassist, and that's where I first heard of him, but genuinely he is 
just a session legend. Again, he's played for Jackson, you know, Michael Jackson, every, just so many people. Um, and he's an amazing bass guitarist who's still incredibly active. Big fan of him, really big fan of him. He's all over Bad by Michael Jackson. You know, he, if you if you love that album, you're listening to Nathan East on a lot of that. So he was my first honourable mention. Um, Sting as well was was on the list. Another bassist who I really like is Tony Levin, who was um, Peter Gabriel's bassist. I, still is. Say, I don't know that name. I don't know yeah. that name. So he's he. You know, if you've listened to Sledgehammer. You're listening to Tony Levin. He's one of the guys who, like Pino Palladino, was a big for a certain sound in the 80s. And then my last honourable mention is is a lady called Ida Nielsen, who for a Don't lot of time... Don't know that name either. She was Prince's bassist for a lot of time. Oh, okay. Incredible funk bassist, slap bassist. Just, just a really great uh, bassist and a, a really big fan of her playing. But my number one choice is Paul McCartney. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And for I'll tell you why. Not one because well, you know, first of all, like you said, I'd be crippled at this point. If I'm in a band now with Stevie <laughs> Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder, I'm not playing anything. Okay. I'm standing with the volume down pretending. <laughs> but but Paul McCartney is a fan he's a very underrated bassist. I know he's famed for being in the Beatles and a brilliant songwriter and, and whatnot. But if you listen to any Beatles song that is, you know, a big Beatles song. There's two melodies going on. It's the it's the singing and it's the mm-hmm. bass. It's always yeah. the singing and the bass. So that's my choice, Paul McCartney. Oh, what a great choice! <clears throat> what a great great choice. Uh, and you'd be you'd be set for Beatles covers for sure. We'd be set for Beatles covers. <laughs> We've got superstition sorted. <laughs> I like what you've done here. You've just picked, like, you've, you've based it on the set list and just gone and picked all those musicians. Exactly that, yeah. Oh, we're going to start with Rosanna. Yeah. Then we're going to go into Superstition. There we go. Then it's a hard day's night. <laughs> then we'll take a break. Uh, what about you? Tell me about your best uh, choices. <clears throat> yeah, so bass bass players, right? There's yeah, so for me it was a shorter list of of people, right? Um honorable mentions. Uh, I mean, how can you have this as an honorable mention? I think the only reason he's an honorable mention is because I was this just in danger then of putting together the John Mayer trio plus <laughs> plus plus me. So uh, for that reason, Pino Palladino kind of uh kind of got as, as an honorable mention, but my god, what a, what a what a bass player. Just Again, just modest, but just grooves and just pushes the the, the song. You know, ah, yeah, just phenomenal. He's played with Elton uh, John. He's played with Jeff Beck, John Mayer trio, obviously. Um, the Who. I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, yeah, yeah, just super, absolutely, super yeah. bass player. And just to show, I'm not a completely old fart in my choices. Um, <laughs> Right. I do watch a lot of YouTube and I do watch a lot of these kind of up and coming like musicians, the up and coming musicians. They're incredible musicians. But in terms of like people that should be, you know, world class session musicians that you see on YouTube and you go, how is this guy just not 
you know, signed as one of the best session musicians. Um, there's a guy, if you haven't, Matt, there's a guy called Davey504 that you need to go. I mean, the, he needs to change is that, his name. Is that I his mean, re- yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> Davey504. He's changed his that's name to Steve, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, his real name is David. Uh, but yeah, he goes by the kind of online uh, kind of name um, of Davey504. He's Italian. He's this really uh, cool, like, ironic Italian. Italian guy uh, who has this YouTube uh, channel uh, where he is an advocate of, of, of slap bass. Uh, it's very tongue in cheek. It's very uh, sarcastic, and and but it's. I mean, the guy is incredible. He's absolutely virtuoso bass player and does not take himself seriously in any way, shape, or form. But this guy is just. He's insanely good, like insanely good. These types of musicians now that you've got on YouTube that can showcase their talent in this way, these should be the types of session musicians that the younger generations now coming through, uh, well, aspire to be like. And yeah, anyway, anyway, go and go and check out Davy Five Hundred Four, particularly if you're Davy Five Hundred Four. Davy Five Hundred Four, fantastic. <laughs> uh, I'm going to check is, him out later on. Uh, for sure. Insane, insane uh, slap bass player, just ridiculous. He's not who I've chosen. He's not who I've chosen. Oh, he's really? just is he on still a, on? Oh, right, excellent. Okay. Yeah, sorry, mate. Uh, I've <laughs> no. chosen a guy, uh, a guy um, called Victor Wooten, uh, who is just like. The coolest bass player ever. He's just super, super. That's a great cool. um, I forgot about Victor Wooten, and now I'm a little bit like, oh, maybe him over Paul McCartney. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, look, American bass player. Uh, he's kind of, I don't know. I mean, he's he's kind of one of those understated bass players that you probably only ever know about if you're like a bass player i would imagine or someone that's super into in, in, you know he's a muso's music right yeah. that's that's what i'm yeah. trying to say he's a musician's musician and he probably won't be on like loads of hits that you've heard and things like that uh he's you know he's um he's just incredible to listen to though and did he play with dave matthews band for some time i honestly don't know mate i've only ever heard his solo stuff and his own kind of kind of albums but i know he's played with like bootsy collins and uh, you know what uh i think he did play with dave matthews i think he did play with dave matthews for a while as well but yeah incredible incredible musician that's a great choice so the band the band's getting big now it's we've, we've got a we've got a rhythm section keys um we've just got we obviously were, were were playing in guitar as well we're set up off to the side i'm stood next to paul mccartney you know, you know, you're there with Victor Wooten. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> a, a decent gig. Um, let's go to our second guitarist. So, who have you gone for, guitar-wise? There was only one name, right? How how weird is this? There's there's Seriously? no one. Honorable... Yeah, I. This is one that I struggled with, right? Okay. There are so many incredible guitarists that I idolize and am influenced by, and. Um, would 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 you know? I was going to say give, give my right arm to do a gig with, but that wouldn't be much use. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was just like, there is one guitarist who I would, I to me, just epitomizes that 
ability to slot into a band and make it better just because of who he is and how he plays and that for that to be kind of multi-genre no matter what you throw at him he's gonna and he but he still has his own unique and distinctive sound so you go ah it's him so Nile Rogers really yeah interesting choice that's cool that's a really interesting choice i never again somebody i didn't consider but man what a great choice i just the i mean again incredible like session player and had his own kind of uh career as well as uh being you know on other people's records but the guy just oozes like cool and like funk grooves and would just be brilliant on a on a cover span well if for no other reason then he probably knows all of the songs that would be in the set list because he has played on the original he's probably you know (laughs) (laughs) do you know what you've inadvertently done as well i've just realized you've you've picked a band of people who are not just great musicians but are all historically musical directors and producers as well you'd just be arguing over the arrangement all night probably. well that's it that, 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 that do you know what that's a fair point right they're all leaders and and could could orchestrate that band in their own absolutely. right absolutely yeah that's that's a superb choice so no no honorable mentions you just went for a oh, I mean, for come on, there, there's loads right so i'll tell yeah. you who the committee said the committee was like <laughs> uh Right, so uh, Steve Lukather obviously came yeah. up as a as as you know one of the one <laughs> one of the obvious choices because he's just incredible and you know steeped in session uh, playing and been on so many people's records. Right, um, so um, he would be incredible to have on there. Uh, Satriani came up um, as well, uh, hugely versatile kind of guitarist. Joe Walsh came up. Um, I, like loads and loads of different guitarists came up. Um, but yeah, for me, it was, it was Nile Rogers that, that, that for, for what the brief is, right. Which is a, an important wedding gig. And, 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 and you've got to get somebody in that is just going to be, make that covers band and take it to the next level. I mean, obviously so many guitarists would, right. Yeah. Um, but for me, he fits the brief and ticks so many of those boxes. Uh, that's a yeah. superb choice. So really great. People are going to be dancing at this gig. People are going to be dancing. People are, de- yeah. de- people are definitely going to be dancing. Right, I'm going to tell you mine. So I've got a few honourable yeah. mentions. Okay, so Steve Lukather, okay, not in yeah. the band. Making a point of this. I don't want it to just be Toto, okay. But <laughs> my other honourable mentions are two guitarists who I've admired for some time, uh, but didn't make it in because I think they're a little bit too genre-specific. Um, one of them is Marcus King, who's a young R&B, blues guitarist, fantastic singer as well, um, who's who's really making strides at the moment. And I just love his guitar playing. Um, he's a monster guitar player, really, you know, cla- not classically trained. He's, you know, very, he's jazz trained. He knows his stuff. He's just a superb guitarist, but he's very genre specific. And I, I didn't think he'd be ideal um, in the end, you know, in, in the main band. And the other one, similarly to that, main reason why he's not in the band is Doyle Bramall II, who, uh, again, has been one of my favourite guitarists for a long time. And the first time I heard him play, he was supporting Clapton in the early 2000s in the UK. So Hmm. the second time I ever went to see Clapton would have been when I was about 17 years old with my dad. We went to Manchester 
arena. Doyle Bramall and Smokestack, which was his band um, at the time, they were the support act. And yeah, here's my here's my choice. Okay, he's guitarist. The lead, he's, and this person's going to be the lead guitarist in the band, right? And this is and this is the person who I think is the most underrated and unspoken guitarist. I think there is. Everyone's everyone's heard him play. Everyone knows his guitar solos. Everyone knows his playing. Um, and yet nobody ever seems to talk about him. And it is Keith Scott, who's Brian Adams' guitarist. Ah, that's a I, really good choice. I just, he's just such a tasteful guitar player. And he has great tone as well. You know, he's always been like a Strat and a Marshall guy or Strat and an AC30 and a Marshall guy, you know. So he, it's just such, you know, you listen to, you know, songs that Brian Adams done over the years, you know, things like, um, it's you know, It's Only Love, Summer of 69, um, Everything I Do, I Do It For You. Those songs all have just super tasteful mm. guitar solos. That, that, that duo, duet he did with Mel C, I forget what that's called. Um, that's Keith Scott on, on, you know, lead guitar. He's just such a tasteful guitarist. Um, and I know there's, you know, there's more capable guitarists out there, but for me, he's somebody who, who's, um, you know, playing over the years is, is I've really admired. Um, and again, I, if I was in a, if I was in a band with him, I, it'd be, I'd be enjoying the gig, taking a step <laughs> back, listening to him play and I'd go home happy. So that's my choice. Do you know what? I, 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 again, I think you're really right in what you've said. He's probably one of those. He's one of those underrated guitarists. But you know, when you listen to his guitar solos, you just go, "Oh, that's a great guitar solo on that song." And that's that's a name that I'll take away from today and go and listen to a little bit more. I think actually, good choice, mate. Wild card choice, but yeah, yeah, good. good exactly, choice. it is a bit of a wild card actually. So we're nearly done. We just need that front person. Now, so, this is where I struggled the most. Me too. Me too. And I, I've got <laughs> to say, I'm, I'm only 95% certain about my choice. Okay. But, I, but I think the main reason for that is the people that I want are dead. <laughs> well, that's why I struggled, yeah. mate. That is exactly yeah. why I struggled. I realised every front man that I, uh, or front uh, woman that I like, is, is is right so you know for me the obvious choice is like freddie mercury just put freddie mercury as yeah, in front of your covers absolutely. back because you know he is the he was the greatest uh showman around right and vocalist and just <clears throat> just a tour de force right and, and as, I, as i started to go through that mental list of right well who would i put i just realized that yeah um i'm struggling for for those that are Alive, but I think I've I think I've come up with some great ones. I, okay. I, I think I have. I think I have. <laughs> cool. <clears throat> Go for it. Tell me. Tell me who you went for. Uh, All right. t- sorry. Okay. Tell me who your tell me who your honourable mentions are. You know, and then and then All right. your choice. So on honourable mentions, uh, Beth Hart, I went to first as an honourable mention because I just think she's got that softer side, but she can also really belt out a rock tune. Um, so Beth Hart, definitely, if you haven't listened to Beth Hart, go and, go and check her out. She's superb. Then I thought, okay, I... I'm, I want. I, then I stayed in that kind of female lead vocalist kind of train of thought for a while, and I was like, "Well, the most impressive to me at the moment are the likes of kind of Jessie J, Beyonce. These are female vocalists, vocalists, full stop, at the top of their game. They're just absolutely incredible, and just would entertain an audience for for for, for days, right? So, definitely honourable mentions for me. Then again, another mention from like social media and 
a guy that I've only discovered through like watching YouTube videos and stuff like that uh, is a UK uh, singer called Sam Ryder. Go, if you haven't, Matt, go and go and check out this guy and and show show him to your good lady wife as well, who uh, I know to be an incredible vocalist herself, right? And I'd <laughs> be is. really interested to see uh, what your what your good lady wife um, thinks of uh, thinks of this guy because he is sensational. Uh, he's a UK guy called Sam Ryder, and he does a whole bunch of covers, um, but. The range that this guy has got, but also the charisma that he's got is 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 incredible. And the first time I kind of watched him on YouTube and things, I thought, who who is he playing with at the moment? Who, you know, or, or when COVID finishes, because I would love to watch him do a gig um, based on the clips that I've seen on YouTube. Uh, but my choice is uh, Bruno Mars. Oh, that's... Oh. <laughs> yeah, I got you with that one, right? <laughs> Oh, why didn't I think of him? That's superb. Uh, he's he's amazing. I'm such a big fan of his. I can't believe I didn't think of him. I didn't think of him either. I've got to confess. Oh, of that course, came, this is that, a committee, that, came, isn't that, came, it? that came that that, that <sighs> made, so I came up I, I I came up with Beyonce myself, Jesse J, yeah. Sam Ryder. I also thought of uh, Adam Lambert as well when I realized obviously I couldn't have anyone oh. that was dead. Right. Oh, so God. Uh, did you forget Adam Lambert? Yes. Well? <laughs> did you? Oh, I have failed so bad. I mean, I think I've got a good band together, but I just, I couldn't, I should have spoken to my wife. Of course. Oh, you you should have spoken to your wife. She would have told you. She would have told you straight away. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, Adam Lambert again, because I mean, look, if anyone can, can uh, replace, stand in, fill the shoes of, of the, of the legend that is Freddie Mercury, then he's doing a very, a very commendable oh, job. Ridiculous to say the least. I can see the pain on your face. You're literally hurting that you've forgotten these two names. Do you want to stop now? Do you want to just stop now? We'll just we'll just we'll just say that. It's ridiculous. (laughs) We'll get to your list of dead people. You've got the most incredible band lineup, and then you've got like weekend at Bernie's on the mic on the front. It's been propped up by by strings. Strings everywhere, yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. Right, so there you go, and and I went for Bruno Mars. I mean, like, do I do I need to explain why I've gone for oh, Bruno Mars? I mean, so the, the 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 guys in the group recommended it, and as soon as I saw that, I was just like, of course, yeah. of course, yeah. he is um, great. He is one of my favourite performers of the last decade yeah. by far, and and I feel bad saying that, knowing that he, he didn't even come to mind whilst I was doing this. Uh, I this is the the front the front personal for me was the one where I had the most kind of brain fog. <laughs> I was kind of like, I just can't think of people, you know. I, I think I've spent too long over the last few weeks listening to the band and not the singer, you know. I've been listening to music, but oh man, that's that's I I, I that's an unbeatable choice. Um, my <laughs> my honourable mentions for the front person were Stevie Nicks um, and Prince. Prince was, you know, obviously can't have Prince. He's dead, very unfortunately. But Lucy and I saw Prince in the summer that we got married. We saw him perform at Hot Fan Festival um, down in Kent. And he did a two-hour set at the end. You know, he was about half an hour late and then went on to do two hours of music. And it's still by far and away to this day the greatest live music performance we've ever seen. It was just, it was just incredible. So it's just, I'm just sad. I think that was partly the reason why I struggled with this is because you know I was like, it's Prince. Uh, Prince Once has you've to seen be the Prince, choice. 
Uh, honestly, yeah. one of the biggest regrets in my life <clears throat> was not seeing Prince live. And I had the opportunity because my sister went to that Hop Farm Festival that you and Lucy went to and saw him. And she came back saying he just didn't stop playing. He just played yeah. and kept playing yeah. and kept playing. And, you know, was asking the crowd, what do you want to hear next? And he just kept playing. <laughs> and it was, oh, you know, it was so and, good. And, and then he did a whole string, like I think maybe at, at least half a dozen gigs, I think, at the O2, um, either the year before that or, or that same year. I remember, you know, discussing with, with my wife as well, going, we, we should go to this. And, you know, life got in the way or, or the dates didn't work for us or whatever. And we were like, oh, you know what? He's touring so much at the moment that we'll, we'll see him next year. And, and I think it was like the next year that he kind of passed away. So, um, you know, I had a lifetime to go and watch him live and, and I didn't, and I regret it because he's just, yeah, been, he's just incredible. He was incredible. Yeah. I, I feel very fortunate to be on, you know, the other side of that kind of story where we did make a choice to kind of go and watch him, um, while we could. And, and yeah, it was just, it was just the best. So I felt, I feel a little bit despondent actually that I couldn't pick him, you know, and the other people on my list was, uh, um, so I had Stevie Nicks, Prince, Robert Palmer is another singer that um, I've, you know, I've always thought was fantastic, great R&B singer. And in the end, I actually chose uh, Susan Tedeschi uh, from the Tedeschi Trucks Band, because I think, I think she could sing anything. Um, fantastic singer, great blues singer, but I also feel like a bit of a hypocrite because I didn't choose Marcus King and Doyle Bramall because <laughs> they're quite genre specific. And Susan today they would have the they would have slotted in really well with uh, yeah. you know, behind two, two, <laughs> exactly behind her. So so yeah, I, I feel like I'd, really I've chosen Prince. If I'm honest, I've chosen yeah. Prince, but Do you I know, know what? that I can't choose I think him you're allowed dead. to. All right. Just just because yeah. it's Prince, you know. <laughs> I think I think fair, yeah, fair choice. Yeah, yeah, it's Prince. Plus, you know, him with Stevie Wonder on keys, and uh, <laughs> Paul McCartney <laughs> on bass. It's not a bad band, you know. Even what, if he's still there, good. just just as a corpse, it's still be pretty good. What a gig that would be! So there we go. So let's just recap. So you've gone for, you've got Steve Jordan at the back. I've got Steve Jordan on drums, and you've got. And I've oh, got Jordan, Steve Gadd. You've, you've, you've got, got Steve, Steve Jordan. Gadd. I've got yeah. Steve Gadd. Keith's yeah. player, I've gone for Stevie Wonder. And you went yeah. for Jules Holland. I went Holland. Jules Holland, yeah. Fantastic so far. And then we've got bassists, right? I've gone for Paul McCartney. And you went Victor Wooten. And then guitarist-wise, you went with... Nile Rogers. Nile Rogers, of course. <laughs> every yeah. day, every day. <laughs> Amazing. Everyone's dancing. And I've gone for Keith Scott. And then I've got Prince at the front, and you've got... I've got Bruno Mars. Amazing. Two amazing bands there. We did it. Well done. i just give my congratulations, you please, to the committee on their fantastic choices. <laughs> the MRM will be delighted. <laughs> and to be fair, they worked hard. They worked hard on this one and threw themselves at it with massive enthusiasm. Uh, so, yeah, fair, fair play to you, Matt, for, for a, great, a great challenge. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do another one another time soon. Well, it's been another fantastic week chatting to you i look forward to next week for another catch up and another podcast mate absolute pleasure and um look stick with the um the guitar setup stuff i hope that goes really well this week and um if you get stuck give me a call and we can we can talk you through some of how to do it and i will keep you posted during this week and let you know 
how I get on <clears throat> with uh, my next uh, foray into the guitar theory. I might be venturing into the caged system this week. So, uh, yeah, let's see. Yeah. Let's see how we go. Let's see how we go. That's awesome. I can't wait to find out more, buddy. All right, buddy. Take care of Have yourself and week. speak to you soon. Yeah, you too, mate. All the best, buddy. Ta-da. Bye. Bye. Well, that was another super fun conversation. I really hope you enjoyed it. Remember to come over to our social media pages, tell us what you think, um, ask us some questions, come and say hello, anything at all, share some information with us, give us ideas for podcasts that you'd like to hear and subjects that you'd like to hear us talk about in the future. And uh, brilliant. Thanks very much for joining us and we'll speak to you again soon. Take care. Bye-bye.